0: on today's episode of locked on suns we break down the sun's double digit domination of dominating in his return and the portland trailblazers let's go you are locked on suns your daily phoenix suns podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past seven seasons, a writer at suns.com, and the host of the Just Basketball Show, wherever you get your podcasts. A th- big thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen here on Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. If you're finding us for the first time, if you've not done so already, hit follow, hit subscribe wherever. You are finding the show, become an everydayer, get locked onto the Phoenix Suns each and every day, right along with me from now through the end of the season. We're free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. So wherever you are, just hit that button, come along for the ride. 120 to 107 was the final score. The Phoenix Suns beat DeAndre Ayton and the Portland Trailblazers, should say DeAndre Ayton Tamani Kamara and the Portland Trailblazers in another building block game. We're going to kind of mix and match segments today. I'm not going to spread things out so, so much uh, in terms of moment and takeaway and all that stuff because this is a game where the Suns just took care of business, frankly. But we do have a moment to start with, and that's the first six minutes of the third quarter. All right? Suns scored 38 points in the third quarter overall, and... It was on both ends of the court where you really saw them adjust, and I have a cough drop in my mouth, I apologize, but we're trying to avoid the coughing from a couple nights ago. They adjusted on both ends of the court and put together what I would call one of their better overall quarters of the season, frankly, especially this, this first stretch when the starters were in the game. The Suns stretched a 56-51 to 51 halftime lead to a 13-point lead. Um... In the first six minutes, so that was a plus eight margin in just six minutes. And they did it by taking care of the little things, not just, you know, running and gunning their way into a win. In the first half, you saw Malcolm Brogdon often, um, and even Duop Reith, who might not even be a player you remembered existed. Those two got hot from deep. And the Suns just, I don't even know if it was zone defenses. I couldn't tell you what the heck the breakdowns were. But right away in the first few minutes of this, the first possession defensively, Eric Gordon comes out in the beginning of this third quarter, identifies a pretty complicated set where he needs to be rotating and switching multiple different ways and recovers out to Malcolm Brogdon as he catches a pass on the right wing, takes away an open three. You had multiple plays like that where guys were in position. You had a nice Yusuf Nurkic stop on a Shaden Sharp drive. You had Durant just containing Jeremy Grant um, in space on one play and forcing Grant into a a mid-range pull-up that didn't go in. And... I believe at least one more kind of staying attached to Brogdon stop, and the Suns didn't force a ton of turnovers in this game overall or in this stretch, but what they did is they started to run off of misses, and so you saw them turn defense into offense, not the traditional way we usually say that where it's a steal or a block, but... A bad miss, a bad shot selection, and the Suns are are just downhill already. All right? And this, this sort of just leads to the big takeaway from this game. What I would also add, though, before I get there, is it wasn't just the starters. You could feel that attention to detail on the defensive end of the court from everybody. And it wasn't just the guys that I've already mentioned. Nasir Little had a moment where it may have been Brogdon, again, got loose for a three that went in. And, uh, no, it was actually they, I believe, corralled Brogdon. And maybe this was one where it went to the corner for Skylar Mays or Jeremy Grant. Only of the guys who played actual minutes, only one, two, three, four... Blazers made a three, so I'm trying to rack my memory, but that number is just sticking out to me. It was a swing pass where that initial killer open three the Suns had been letting up all game. They recovered and stamped that out, but ended up two guys going, one of which was Nasir Little right after he checked in in the second half. And that player swung the ball to the corner, and that corner three went in, and you could see Nasir Little immediately pleading his case to Frank Vogel where he was basically like, come on, I did I did what we talked about at halftime, right? Like I executed what it is. Then they just made one more extra pass and we gave up a corner three to another decent shooter. What do you want from me type of thing? And of course, it was still a, a breakdown, but it was nice to see whether it was that first Gordon play or the little play that I just talked about or, you know, Nurkic boxing out and forcing Aiton into... and all that stuff, that there was that level of attention to detail and effort put in coming out of halftime in a situation where the goal tonight was win, but the goal was to dominate. I mean, the goal was to win easily, right? You don't want Kevin Durant to have to play 37 minutes like he did and Booker to play 33 when they're trying to keep him around 30 coming off of the calf strain. So my takeaway with all that said is, this is the final ingredient, and we got a glimpse of it. Yes, it's Portland. Yes, it's a home game, and you're you're riding high, and and they're even battered. You know, they don't have Scoot Henderson, they don't have Anthony Simons, who's their best player probably, or you know him or Grant. You still just need to take advantage, and they did, and they showed us what the future kind of next step for this team is, which is. Now that the offense is settling into place and you're not having to cross your fingers every time Kevin Durant steps off the court and play these kind of grinded-out, lower-scoring games, put the effort in on defense and see how far execution and scheming and aggressiveness can get you as a defense. Can you start to create more turnovers for the first time all season? Can you own the glass consistently? Can you cut down on fouls? Can you protect the paint better? Because that's something that this team needs to learn about itself, of course. But it also just makes life so much easier when you do commit to it. Because it's just one more way that the offense becomes easier and the game gets more loose and free-flowing and you're just in control. It's played on your terms more rather than you know entry pass to KD, cutting, you know, screen and all this stuff, and then who knows what's about to happen on defense. Although in some situations, the defense might have been better with Booker out because they were just riding a Kogi and Goodwin in those, you know, tooth and nail type of games. That's not the best version of this team, and they lost plenty of those anyway, but maybe the defense actually looked a little better at times with that personnel, but that's not going to be the personnel. So the next step is... More games that look like this against better competition. But you have to start somewhere. Next, I can't wait any longer. We have to do the young forward breakout watch immediately. Starting with Nasir Little, who had an incredible game and continues to string together performances that cement him as a member of this Phoenix Suns rotation. So we'll start with him next. First, Today's show brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with locked-on fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. Let's see who Josh has picked us out for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit. Fantasy Picks of the Week. Jaden Ivey, I have a soft spot for him. Uh, Our friend Monty Williams banished him to the bench in the starting start of the season. He is now back in his starting role, so you're looking at an increase in production, in opportunity. Kyle Anderson, also in a similar spot. Jaden McDaniels out with a little bit of an injury, so Kyle Anderson will be stepping into the starting lineup. Eric Gordon, our friend here in Phoenix. Gordon, Also, getting a lot more opportunity with Bradley Beal injured and expected to be that way for the foreseeable future. Santi Aldama, a deep cut. Love Josh getting into the stretch fours. Aldama has been the replacement for Marcus Smart in the Grizzlies starting lineup. They went big with Smart Hurt, and he's played well, and they're more competitive than I would have expected. And then Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso is obviously a great defensive player, but when he plays a lot of minutes, he's going to hit some threes, he's going to get some rebounds and assists as well. So that is rounding out our five fantasy picks of the week. I've told you many times about eBay Motors, and I truly do stand by them, love them. I bought a lot of stuff that wouldn't be available at a normal dealership or a normal parts store. A sunshade, flip down sunshade, With the mirror and all that, mine just cracked off from the Arizona sun. A wheel cover that somehow didn't get re adhered right when I went to the dealer or the uh, repair shop once and it rolled off while I was driving. Just needed that part. It was expensive everywhere except for eBay. With over 122 million parts for your ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Whether it's brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. With these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, keeping it rolling here. Young forward breakout watch, Nasir Little. I will give a shout-out briefly to Josh Okogi, who did also come in in the second half and helped spur along the defense at a moment that it really needed to be. But it has to be Nasir Little that we focus on tonight. 13 points, 5 rebounds, 2 of which came on the offensive glass. My little baby cough drop is getting in my tongue and giving me a lisp. Four of six from the field, one of three from deep, four of four from the free throw line. Plus two in the box score. I think that's probably Nasir Little's best game of the season. I thought that the moment that I mentioned in that first segment where he was communicating with Vogel about the defensive game plan showed me a lot considering there were a lot of times where in rotation he would get lost in the first go-round when he was a part of this rotation. They were... They being everybody on the Suns, but I would say especially the star players, the the creators on this team, Durant and Booker, were actively looking for Little, especially in transition. And the team in general, which I'll get to momentarily, was, was really aggressive in transition, but Little, I think they realize, and the coaching staff has probably emphasized, that he is somebody who, in space with the head of steam, is going to be pretty difficult to stop, whether that's a, a finish at the basket, a free throw, or hopefully eventually, you know, making the smart, easy pass when he draws attention downhill. And so there were two or three opportunities for him there. And on the threes, you know, he was only one of three tonight, but he's been pretty effective from deep this year. He's he's made the open ones more often than not. He is, um, let me see here, what's his, his season long is 35% and when when durant fed him the ball on the wing for his first three and little made it durant was like the happiest guy in the building and so i think you know that's that's been the case with durant and booker with any of these role players as they try to integrate everybody together but you can tell that it's a conf- a lot of it seems like it's a confidence thing with him it's a sort of role thing. I mean, he is even though he's a vet so to speak, he's on a second contract. You know, he is still a guy who is pretty much the youngest member of this rotation, you know, give or take whatever Jordan Goodwin plays on a given night. That's a lot of uh, that's a lot of pressure, you know, and so it makes sense that a lot of it would be mental. Even those defensive breakdowns and some of the, you know, questionable offensive decisions where he's bailing on drives or just you know silly passes things like that that we've seen from him you know through preseason into even now it's understandable so what i like to see is executing the game plan being incorporated and and, and br- featured within that game plan and earning the trust of your teammates and the production is going to come along with all of that but he did all of those things today and that was obviously tremendous to see. (coughs) Um, Box score oddity. I feel like there was one that I just said I was going to get to, and you listening, it doesn't feel that long ago that I said that, but with my brain trying to keep track and not stop talking, I will let you know. I will let you in on the secret right now that I have forgotten about what that stat was going to be, but I have others. Uh, The Oh, it was it was along with the uh, the transition. It was it, it goes in exactly what I was about to say. Fast break points tonight, twenty for the Suns, and seventeen points off of turnovers total, which means they somehow got a three up that the scorekeeper counted as a fast break point that was not off of a turnover. That's pretty impressive. And right along with that, sixty six points in the paint, which was a season high for the Phoenix Suns. You know. I talk about a lot of this every night because even if you have star players, even if you, you know, can toss the ball to Kevin Durant and get a great shot, you have to play t- at least to a draw in the possession game and in the easy shot game most nights to win in the NBA. The level of competition is too good. Too many teams know the tricks now. There is no, you know, Daryl Morey outsmarting everybody in terms of threes and layups and offensive rebounds and free throws and all these different things. Not that Morey necessarily hit the offensive glass, but you got to at least play your opponent to a draw in those categories if you want to give yourself a good chance to win. And if you're going to quadruple the opponent's fast break points and, you know, have 50% more points in the paint than them and, you know, basically 67% more free throw attempts, like that's how you get a double-digit win and kind of lead wire to wire like the Suns did. So that's very good. The last thing that I would note from a box score oddity standpoint, and then we have one silly segment to do, and I will update the NBA Cup standings. But last box score oddity here is Yusuf Nurkic had four blocks in this game, and it felt like a weird night for him because it was so bipolar in terms of first half, the second half, but he definitely did not get owned by DeAndre Ayton at all in that second half. He, you know, limited the fouls. I believe he had one in the second half, I want to say. He had his fourth came somewhat early in the fourth quarter, and he he was able to get his way out of that, but he's not going to have four blocks every night. There were several moments, though, where coming off of those pin-down screens and kind of downhill stuff that Portland likes to set up without having, like, a traditional point guard right now. Nurkic was good in drop. He got the ball out of players' hands when he kind of hedged out. And one-on-one with Aiton, I think it it worked fine. Uh, Aiton got a little, you know, Aiton got six offensive rebounds, which isn't always the case for him, so that's one knock. But four blocks, 12 rebounds total for Nurkic, and a, a much better second half, like, you'll take that. All right, let's go on the Nurkic side of things again to close out the show. A debut, conclusion, recap segment. I threw a bunch of words there. I'm going to bring this one back night to night throughout the rest of the season, and it is called Watching Yusuf Nurkic during games, and I will just give you my observations of the craziness that Yusuf Nurkic likes to participate in. First, today's show brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, and the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Score early this NBA season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars straight to their account when their five dollar money line bet wins. That's one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets straight to your account if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including sp- spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I'm looking at the Wednesday night odds around the association. We have an awesome Bucks celtics battle coming up, which I literally did not know was happening until right now. The Bucks are 5.5-point underdogs on the road, could see a close game. That's two juggernauts. They're both going to get up for that one for sure. The money line, minus 225 for Boston, plus 188 for the Bucks. You don't even have to bet an underdog to get FanDuel's offer. You could bet the biggest favorite of the night, and you get 150 bonus bets right there for you. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NBA season with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. All right, let's close out the show. I'll give you my Yusuf Nurkic observations. I will also update the NBA Cup standings for you. First, a reminder to check out the Locked On Suns Insider text alerts where you get my first reaction to all Suns news and rumors, exclusive game day content and observations from Footprint Center as well as the Verizon 5G practice facility where I am in person reporting on this team. Exclusive video breakdowns once per week delivered directly to your phone. All of that delivered directly to your phone. You can also respond to me directly. I'll do Q&As and giveaways for Locked on Suns insiders. So join the Locked on Suns insiders now and be in the know all the time about your Phoenix Suns. The link to sign up is in the show description below. Or you can also just visit joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Suns. Those who subscribe on audio also got a game preview today. There will be another one on Wednesday coming for Suns Warriors. Those are going to be a key content opportunity for all of you as well, all season long, exclusive to the audio feed of Locked on Suns. So if you've not already subscribed on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts or you listen to music, odds are there's going to be podcasts there. You can get short 15-20 to minute game preview shows on game days. All year long, you can also follow the Locked On Suns TikTok for game reaction videos and more content there as well. There's all the plugs. Let's dive into Yusuf Nurkic. This man, I think, leads the entire. I said I, I tweeted that he leads the entire Phoenix Suns in this category. I would say he might lead the NBA. It's him or LeBron in clutch, clutch brothers, I guess. In terms of how many times they've asked their coach to challenge a play. It's not like it's understandable being a big man and maybe like not the most athletic, mobile big man, and you're constantly having to protect the rim and you're getting called for fouls and all this stuff. I get why Yusuf Nurkic in those situations, bang bang, play at the rim. Why he would want a challenge? I get it. You know, it, it's it's a rule that's out there now. Players are going to ask for it. He's right in the middle of the action a lot of the time. No problem. What makes me laugh more than anything though is that he calls it. He calls for these challenges on everything. Uh, um, A meaningless, meaningless out-of-bounds call. A, you know, away-from-the-ball, like, illegal screen or uh, over-the-back type of foul that nobody gets free throws for. He might not even be in foul trouble, but he's just pissed off that the call didn't go his way. He's waving his fingers. Um, I love it. There was a moment where a play was run the the call for it was two fingers i believe up in the air i don't know if that's number 2 or if it's supposed to be related to like double screens or i don't know i don't remember the play cuz it broke down and i haven't seen that signal at least couldn't remember it in the moment and it broke down as i said completely like they had the ball they were trying to get kevin durant to run off of a screen and then they had to you know recenter the ball uh, reset the ball to the top of the key. Nurkic was trying to communicate that to everybody. Guys were kind of arguing. I believe Booker took a pull-up jumper out of it and missed. And down the floor, as the Blazers, you know, they're running off of a missed, a pretty badly missed jumper that, you know, clanked off. They're coming downhill in transition. And Nurkic takes the time to grab Durant and clarify, holds up two fingers. And like, he's just so animated too. It's hilarious. Um, and then look, like defensively as well, he's he's getting into it with anybody and everybody. In this case, it was Tamani Kamara, of all people, who is big and, and kind of plays a little bit of like a small ball center type of thing for this team and probably will in the future. Um, miss that guy. I still think he's going to be a pretty solid NBA role player. It sucks that it's happening elsewhere, but. He's getting into it with the rookie Tamani Kamara, Nurkic is. And it's just, if you just watch the chaos of that man playing basketball, not to mention the random threes that he's liable to chuck up and the, you know, will they, won't they go in layups. And it's it's just, it all is happening when Yusuf Nurkic is on the court. And it's it's a delight. And I'm always paying attention to it, so I figure why not incorporate it into the show. We need some lighter uh, recap show segments. Anyway, we have the young forward breakout watch. We have obviously the box score oddity and a couple of others, but this one will be a little more fun. Let's close out the show, updating the NBA Cup standings. Now that there's only one more group game night this season, and it is Friday when the Suns complete their schedule, playing the Minnesota, sorry, the Memphis Grizzlies on the road. Friday at 3 p.m. local time on Black Friday. The Lakers have won West Group A. That's the Suns group. The Suns, you know, it came at a bad time to have to play the Lakers first. And uh, Booker didn't play in that game right. So to lose that one right away, that was probably the game that was always going to decide the group. But the Suns are not doomed here. All right, they are in the West, so there's a lot up in the air. Minnesota and Sacramento have. I guess this is not this Friday is not the final group stage day for the NBA. I believe that might be next Tuesday, but uh, it is for the Suns and the Kings and Minnesota Timberwolves in West Group C have both only played two games, but they play each other, so there is not going to be. Well, there can't be two undefeated teams in any group, because obviously everybody has to play each other, but the Wolves and Kings, you would hope when they play one another, somebody's point differential is going to take a hit. The other group, the other teams in that group, the Kings have to play the Warriors after that, and the Wolves have to play the Thunder, so that's going to be a really messy group. I could see maybe only, you know, Maybe nobody even has one win, and and you know a, a three and two record wins that group. The Pelicans and Nuggets are tied in West Group B, and they each only have one game left. The Pelicans play the Clippers, the Nuggets play the Rockets. I could see the Nuggets beating up on Houston and potentially ha- having a maybe winning that group or being second and having a good point differential but that's the point here now that the lakers have won the group now that it looks like you know minnesota or sacramento will win that group and then new orleans or denver will win that group only one wild card team makes it to the knockout stage from the conference so one group one team from each group is guaranteed to make it And then one more total team from the whole rest of the conference becomes the fourth representative of that conference in the tournament knockout stage. So the Suns are competing against all the other second-place teams now, provided that they can win on Friday, take care of business against the Grizzlies, hopefully get another double-digit type of win, finish with a point differential. It's right now 13. If you can finish with somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, 25-30, 25-30, you give yourself a pretty good chance. That would be among the higher point differentials right now among any team. So you have to, let's say Denver wins gr- Group B. That means the Pelicans are probably in second place. The Suns need to have a higher point differential than the Pelicans. If the Kings win Group C and the Wolves are in second, the Suns need to finish the group stages with a higher point differential than the Wolves. So that's where things stand Step A, a step A, step one, beat the Memphis Grizzlies on Friday. Try to do so in dominating fashion. Step two is cross your fingers that these other groups get messy and that nobody has some sort of 20, 30 point win because that would really screw things up. And that gives the Suns a good chance. We'll see how it plays out. That will wrap us up for today. I'm going to do my best to get you uh, a full week of shows, but... I'm not going to be at the Suns Warriors game tomorrow for family reasons. Obviously, Thursday is Thanksgiving, and there is the game on Friday. So, potentially a recap of that game could be coming your way. I will do my best. Got to try to see if Brandon and Aaron can do shows this week. It's going to be a scheduling nightmare, but you will get content in your feed. In the meantime, locked on Suns, text insiders, TikTok and game previews every game day on the audio feed. Tons of content every day for you, from me to you. Hope you enjoy it. I will talk to you next time.